0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, your American friend with a passion for British Royal History. We have arrived at the Jubilee! We are here! We've had a myriad of Jubilee tours across the Commonwealth that were 50-50. We discussed it in a previous episode. We've had documentaries that we've blogged about. We've had horse races that we've seen. We've had a whole bunch of excitement leading up to this final moment, this Platinum Jubilee. We have arrived Here in America, all the major news outlets have been covering it and news coverage is sort of split 50-50. 50% 50 of it is another division between local, state, and national news and the other 50% coverage is of the Jubilee. We cannot get enough of it over here just as much as everybody over in the UK can't get enough of it either. It is truly a remarkable moment for Her Majesty the Queen as she is the first, and so far only, British monarch in history to have celebrated a Platinum Jubilee. I do have a special episode coming down the pipeline, which is why today's episode is a little weird. Um, We've had a few scheduling conflicts, which happens, but I have a special episode coming up where I am interviewing someone, and they have, they're currently right now at the Jubilee, so we're gonna be able to have a nice little reflective moment uh, in the next few weeks with this individual, but we have a very special episode, so if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, don't miss out on this wonderful little treat for all of you, we have our very first podcast guest coming up, so get excited for all of that. Additionally, if you haven't already done so, please take a moment, go over to the official podcast blog, britishroyalfanaticpodcast.wordpress.com, and subscribe to the blog. I've been actually putting out more content there than recorded content. It better fits with my current schedule constraints right now, but that will be changing soon. But if you haven't already done so, go subscribe over there. Get news alerts, get email alerts, get everything. It's going to be the heart of the podcast. So if you haven't already done so, please go subscribe to the official podcast blog. As things are expanding there, I'm more active over there. But if you haven't done so, just take the few minutes, go and subscribe there. I see more of you are reading it than actually subscribing. So why don't you just make the effort and go ahead and subscribe? Gearing up. For the Platinum Jubilee, the week of, on May 29th, we had the documentary Elizabeth, the Unseen Queen. It's meant to be this reflective piece, and she actually narrated it, both snippets of old speeches and new spe- and current speeches, current voiceover. There's moments where it's actually, you know, modern day when she's just talking off the cuff, and I did a full review of it on the blog, but in general... It was chef's kiss fantastic. It was a wonderful addition to the myriad of other royal documentaries that have actually featured members of the royal family. But it was a wonderful way to, you know, get the bubbles of excitement going, seeing unseen footage, videos. Uh, we got to really see a lot of very intimate moments with King George VI and the Queen Mother. We got to see a little bit of Edward VIII. George V. We got to see so much that it was a real treat, so if you haven't already watched it, I there's a link to it on the official Twitter page, but our full review is on the official blog. But that was the way that they kicked off getting ready for the Jubilee. Yesterday, Buckingham Palace released a new portrait of Her Majesty the Queen in preparation for today. Today started the actual Jubilee. And it is this just wonderful relax. She's like sitting in a window seat in Windsor Castle. You can see the round tower behind her. She's in this, you know, blue it looks like a blue coat dress type thing she's smiling she's relaxed it looks like she's laughing it's wonderful it's great it's casual she has had a official portrait for every single jubilee so this one we knew was coming down the pipeline and it arrived and it's just wonderful it's a casual she's casual it's not formal they've really shifted gears from these formal very official looking portraits to these very relaxed ones and i think it helps it' helps make her seem more accessible more approachable more or, you know, like the rest of us, which has been the firm's goal since day one, especially in this modern age. How did the Queen prepare for the Jubilee? Well, she spent four days up at Balmoral. There was press coverage of her getting into the car, getting into the train, going up to Balmoral. She spent four days there privately and a little bit of quarantine. And she got to, you know, just have a few moments of peace, a little moment of moment of reflection Yesterday she arrived from Balmoral to Windsor and now she's between Buckingham Palace and Windsor and she's in London in the heart of all of the main celebrations. Now one thing we need to keep in mind and the firm is being very active about this is the Queen is having a lot of mobility issues, she's not feeling very well, you know, she's in her mid-90s What can we do at this point? So in turn, a lot of other royals are actually going on mini tours during this Jubilee weekend. We have a few that are actually leaving and going to other countries within the UK, just the UK specifically, to do these little mini tours, to be out in the public and to help celebrate. And a lot of other royals are stepping into her shoes for this. We actually got a news alert today that the Queen isn't attending any of the events on Friday because of these mobility issues, because she's having issues getting around, which is understandable. It's perfectly understandable, but she isn't actually going to be participating Friday for the service at St. Paul's Cathedral. What does this schedule look like? What has happened today? What's been happening right now? And what can we look forward to to the future? That's today's episode. We're just talking about the Jubilee, the plans, discussing what has already happened and what is going to happen. And a few little fun little news updates as well at the end. Well, today, the big event was Trooping the Color. Trooping the Color is a very big formal military ceremony that is this big military display there's parades there's a whole myriad of things going on but the whole purpose of it is it's the monarch's official birthday parade her majesty has her literal birthday when she entered the world in april and it was deemed too cold and just we wouldn't be able to have the right conditions to have an actual parade. So she has a second birthday, which is in June. And that is when Trooping the Color happens. The official parade, the royal salute. She, you know, addresses all the all the military. There's an RAF flyover, but it's this big military procession that is in honor of the Queen's birthday. It's her official birthday recognized by the country and the Commonwealth. And that was today. It was a. It's a huge ceremony. It's a very big deal. All the royals are on display. But this year was different because, as we've said before, the firm is transitioning. We are in this transition period where the monarchy is already being slimmed down. Things are being streamlined. And Palace 2.0, as Amanda, uh, which is mad at a fact on social media, that she's used. She's used this tagline that's very apropos it's this palace 2.0 that they're really pushing that they're really striving to have and so that's what we saw today working royals had a procession into the palace where uh, the queen oversaw prince william prince charles and princess anne did their things but what exactly happened at the trooping the color The Queen was not where we usually have her. She's, in years past, actually been in a carriage, and she's still taken the official royal salute. This year, that didn't happen. She actually stayed inside Buckingham Palace. She was escorted first to the balcony outside, which is just outside the center room, by her cousin, His Royal Highness, the Duke of Kent. A lot of people were making jokes that, did Prince Philip actually die, who was this older gentleman? No, that's her cousin. That's her cousin, the Duke Duke of Kent, and he was the one who escorted her up there for her first appearance on the balcony. This first appearance on the balcony was when the royal procession happened, where there was one carriage with... The Duchess of Cornwall, the Duchess of Cambridge, and the Cambridge kids. Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis. Prince Louis being four. And this was what everybody talked about because this was the the very first time that all of the Cambridge kids have been featured at a big public event big royal event big engagement we have we've seen prince george uh being more visible at these big events we've seen princess charlotte start making an appearance and now prince louis has finally made an appearance so that was carriage one and sartorially they're all in you know cambridge blue the um the duchess of cornwall camilla she was in blue they're all in you know the royal blue color and we'll get to that in a second the sartorial messages that that have been sent the carriage behind them was the Wessex carriage. We had the Earl and Countess of Wessex, we had Lady Louise, we had James Viscount Severn, we had all of them together. And they were in shades of pink, and which was fine, but whoever dressed Lady Louise did her dirty. She wore the almost the exact same outfit that her mother wore at the Trooping the Color in 1999. And this outfit has not aged very well. And Lady Louise is a very beautiful young woman. She's coming into her own, and she's very confident. But this outfit did not do her any favors. But sartorially, it's this, you know, nice rose pink color. The, uh, The Prince of Wales, the Duke of Cambridge, and the Princess Royal were all down there. They were all there to take the royal salute. And they actually followed the carriage procession out in the actual processional they behind, they took the royal salute, and then they circled back, went back into the palace. Then for the RAF flyover, the queen was then accompanied by, of course, Prince Charles and Camilla, Prince William, Catherine, and the Cambridge kids, Prince Edward and Sophie, and their two their two kids, but they are also accompanied by... Uh, Princess Anne, and her husband, Sir Tim Lawrence. And we were also accompanied by the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, the Duke of Kent, and Princess Alexandra of Kent, the Honorable Lady Olgavy. I believe it's how her husband's last name was pronounced. But we had all of the working royals on display anybody who actually does work on behalf of the queen anything like that you were on the balcony which was a point of contingent for a lot of people that the media began to ran with saying that Meghan and harry were ousted to the back no you're not a working royal this is only working royals were on display and were able to go out on the balcony now sartorially we have the wessexes in pink we have the cambridges in blue we have camilla in blue and we have the queen in blue and i believe the other working royals were in similar shades of blue so the big color on display for the royals was blue and as we know here at the podcast they send sartorial messages and blue is their color of unity blue is the color of you know power unity together don't necessarily know why the wessexes weren't in all blue because i know like sophie was in this pink gingham um louise had you know this you know gold hat and you know this like again she was like pink with this like gold cardigan type thing and so they were off in their own completely independent color story, but everybody else was in these shades of blue. And blue is the royal power color for unity and for family, and especially Cambridge blue is, you know, their trademark color. But that's what the family's trying to convey unity, togetherness. The other non-working royals and everybody else, they were thrust into the major general's office where they watched from afar. Now, the windows were open, they could look out, they could see, and they could participate in their own way, but they weren't on display for everybody to see. They were privately away watching, and they were allowed to watch, and that's everybody. Princess Eugenie, Princess Beatrice, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, the Duke of York, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, All the other royal children, you know, uh, Zara... A princess anne's kids their kids all of the you know probably prince and princess michael of kent i know the duke of kent spent a lot of time over there as well they all were over there and they could watch and participate and there's photos of them they weren't being relegated to the back and being shamed no it was that was where they were watching that's where they were participating everybody else was there if you weren't a working royal you got relegated back there The Trooping the Color went off without a hitch. It was exactly as you would expect. Everything was pomp and circumstance. There was lots of people everywhere lining the streets, a lot of Union Jacks everywhere. The RAF flyover was kind of uh, comical in the sense that Princess... that Prince Louis didn't like all the loud noises. Prince Louis was on display, and he was having a ball, but also seemed miserable at the same time. The media loved running with it and showcasing the Cambridge kids... But true the color, this very serious ceremony every year to mark the monarch's birthday went off as usual, as expected, it was huge, bigger than ever. And after that, which is probably happening either right now or it has just happened, there's the lighting of the beacons. So this year, for the Jubilee, they're having this lighting of the beacon ceremony where over 2,000 beacons across the Commonwealth and the UK are being lit. Starting at the palace, the Queen is lighting the beacon tonight. And it is this huge beacon lighting ceremony for Unity and, again, for Her Majesty the Queen. And one of the things that's really cool is the main focal point of all of it is the Tree of Trees art display, where it has 350 trees native to the UK. And after the Jubilee's done, they're actually being planted around. So it's this wonderful, you know, Unity together, all these trees The big message here is unity. We're unified, we're together, togetherness. That's a kind of common theme right now. What's happening tomorrow? Well, tomorrow, Her Royal Highness the Princess Royal heads up to Edinburgh, Scotland to do a mini tour. She's spending the day up in Scotland in participating in celebrations and visits there. That's one of the mini tours that is happening. Tomorrow is also the big service of Thanksgiving for Her Majesty the Queen and for her reign at St. Paul's Cathedral all of the royals are going to be there every single one whether you are working or not everybody's going to be there the queen of course will not be there because of her health and mobility issues and trying to you know not press their luck but megan and harry will be there um prince andrew would be there but he's had something come up which we'll get to in a minute But that is the big thing. This big service at uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. Everybody's going to be there. All of the royals will be on display. And it'll be interesting to see, again, what the sartorial messages are. What color story are we going to be painting with this, with everybody there? What message are we going to try to convey? And then after that, there is the Guildhall reception that is going to be hosted by the Lord Mayor. Those are the two big events that are are happening uh, tomorrow, Friday. Saturday, Their Royal Highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, are visiting Wales for their own mini-tour. They are going to be spending time in Wales, participating in their celebrations, being around the people, seeing, and just doing that, being approachable, being around everyone. That is what their mini-tour, and that's actually the last of these mini-day tours for the Platinum Jubilee. There's also the Epsom Derby, which is this really big horse race is actually where the Kentucky Derby got its name but that is this big horse race and similar to Royal Ascot but not quite and her majesty the queen really loves going to the Epsom Derby but she will not be there Uh, It is rumored that Princess Anne is going to be in her place there uh, to represent the Queen. And also, who knows what other royals are going to be at the Epsom Derby. But that is the big event on Saturday. And following that is the huge platinum party at the palace, which is outside Buckingham Palace. You could see the stage. The stage is already set, and you could see it at the Trooping the Color. It's just outside the gates at Buckingham Palace. And that is where this big concert is going to be held There are celebrities listed to be there, sports stars, stars of musical theater, other royals will be in attendance. Uh, It's said that Her Majesty will be watching it from Windsor. All the other royals will be watching it from Buckingham Palace. Uh, it's It's more likely that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge will be watching it from Wales. There's a wonderful tribute that Ed Sheeran is doing for prince philip and the queen he's i believe singing a special edition of perfect andrew lloyd Webber and lin-manuel miranda have worked on a whole number together so that will be featured as well there's going to be a whole bunch that's going to be this really big bang on saturday that's going to be this huge concert And closing out the Jubilee on Sunday, we have the Big Jubilee Lunch. Now, this is not a big formal lunch. It's being advertised and discussed on all the social medias that it is this unity coming together in communities where, you know, everything is stopped. People come together. They have cookouts, barbecues, street parties, you know, those type of things together to come as a community and have you know, our own little Thanksgiving and barbecue and you know put things aside in life and come together as one. That's the big Jubilee lunch and people around the country are encouraged to participate as well. In fact, on that Sunday, I'm trying to have my own little thing so I can have my own little way of participating over here across the pond. And lastly, to really round out strong, it is the Jubilee Pageant. The Jubilee pageant, again, similar to the Trooping the Color, this big military ceremony, but this is where a lot of royals are gonna be on display, charity, all that fun stuff. Her Majesty the Queen will not be participating in that. She will again be watching from afar. She would be in the Golden Stage coach, but if you watched the documentary about her coronation, she made it abundantly clear that she hates being in that coach. It is very uncomfortable. And one of the things is that it doesn't really have a good uh, suspension or support system. It is just held up by leather. And it's so heavy that it can't go very fast. But it's this big pageant, big parade on display. Other royals will be there as well. I can assume that as many royals that can participate in the pageant will be participating in the pageant whether you are working or not. And that is the main schedule rounding out the Jubilee, the main Jubilee celebrations that we have been looking forward to for essentially the the better part of a year. We've hinted a little bit about it, but what do we know about Harry and Meghan? If it's not press coverage just showcasing what's happening during the Jubilee right now, what about Meghan and Harry? What What do we know about them? Well, they're there. And they have their two kids. We have little Archie and little Lilibet are actually there with them. They arrived Wednesday night. And when they touched down, they did have full security detail provided by the queen. It was the queen's security itself. So they had what they wanted. They finally got the security that they had so desperately desired. And they are back at Frogmore Cottage on the Windsor Estate. They still hold the lease for Frogmore Cottage. And Frogmore Cottage is actually their official London and England residence. That is the official UK residence of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Shortly after they married, they had the big renovation there. You know, they paid it all back. Cool, great, kumbaya, whatever. But that is their official home, uh, Frogmore Cottage. They, of course, were there at Trooping the Color, but they were, again, relegated in the back. They were at the Lord the major general's office watching there's photos of megan being fun and amiable with the kids laughing strishing them giggling you know harry seems to be in good spirits too so the general vibe tends to be you know great right now they will be at the service of thanksgiving because everybody has to be there there's really no way out of it Um, And then after that, it's unclear what else they're going to be participating in. There's rumors and press speculation that they are going to try to be at as many public engagements as they can be. They're there for the Queen. They've been given strict instructions, and they're going to try to be as visible as they can this in some ways could be seen as their way of trying to, you know, dip their toes back into the UK to try to get the people back on their side again. They're not, they're still not very popular over there. They're certainly not very popular over here in America. And the Jubilee can be a way to, you know, the War Family has already extended an olive branch. Now they're going to try to sort of try to make amends with the public. That olive branch has been accepted by them. So behind the scenes, things might be getting better. We don't, we don't know. It is known that Saturday is Little Lilibet's first birthday, and they are taking time, you know, pulling the handbrake and having uh, bit's first birthday over at Frogmore Cottage. And it is said that Her Majesty the Queen will be going to that. She will be taking time to uh, celebrate with bit actually meet her, and it's Again, not 100% confirmed that the Queen will be there, but that's the writing on the wall. That's the story that is circulating right now, that the Queen is going to Littlebit's birthday party. After that, again, we don't know. The only two engagements that we knew they were going to be at completely was Trooping the Color and the Service of Thanksgiving. I have heard another rumor that they were given very strict instructions, very much this is what you need to do, these are your rules, play by the rules, If you do any, if you stray anywhere, left or right of center, you know, there'll be serious repercussions. Just follow this playbook and you'll be fine. And so far, they seem to be abiding by it just fine. There are no Netflix cameras. There are no nothing else that is followed that we can see, um, especially after the big public backlash that happened in Texas. But if you want to see opinions on that, go check out the blog. But that is Harry and Meghan that everybody keeps talking about. They're not being relegated to the back because people don't like them. No, it's a matter of they're not working royals. So therefore, they're not on center stage a- anymore. If they were working royals, great, they'd be center stage, but they're not. It's, it's nothing serious, nothing deeper beyond that. Lastly, Prince Edward. Andrew. So we didn't see him at all today. We didn't see him even in the Lord Major's office because the Duke of York has tested positive for COVID. And so now he cannot participate at all. He will not be at the service of Thanksgiving. He wasn't at Trooping the Color, from what we could see. And he will, in my opinion, not be visible during the Jubilee at all, which was the big public concern. They public made their opinion known that they didn't want to see him, they didn't want him to participate, they didn't want any, we don't want anything about the Duke of York right now, and I doubt we ever will want him again. He made huge mistakes with the Prince Philip Memorial Service with the Falklands War anniversary. He made huge mistakes that, you know, he got slapped, he got spanked, and he's completely retreated with his tail between his legs. So I doubt during the Jubilee we will ever see him, mainly because he's been (laughs) COVID positive. He has to quarantine. He has to be away from everyone. So he's probably back at Royal Lodge on the Windsor Estate. I am doing my best to participate from afar as best I can. Check out social media as I've been posting as many things as I can. But there's also another wonderful exhibition that I posted about on the blog, but it didn't get a lot of traction. But Sotheby's in England is having this huge tiara exhibition that's free. It's free. It's lasting uh, through till the end of the Jubilee. And they're having this big tiara exhibition where you can see Royal tiaras, aristocratic tiaras, other bits of history. You can see one that was worn by um, the Empress of France when Napoleon was uh, emperor. I believe it was, uh, Empress Josephine's tiara. You can see Queen Victoria's emerald tiara that Prince Albert designed for her. But in my opinion, the true centerpiece of this ex- of this exhibition is the Spencer tiara, the Earl Spencer has given permission for this tiara to be on display. And that is huge. Princess Diana's family tiara. This tiara, many people thought was actually royal because she wore it so often when she was Princess of Wales that people seemed to forget that this, no, this isn't a royal tiara, this is her family tiara. She preferred it because of how light it was. But that is on display. There's pieces from the Duke of Westminster, the Duke of Devonshire, the Duke of Wellington. There's so many. The Earl of Rosebery. There's so many wonderful pieces. And this this exhibition's free. I really like royal jewelry so when I saw this my you know ears perked up like I was a dog just ooh, I really wish I could see that but that's a wonderful exhibition if you are in London to go check it out or if you're on your way to London and are just missing the jubilee celebrations I believe it's going until like the 9th I believe fact check me on that but I know it's still going on a little bit past the jubilee there's even one from there's one TR from the current royals of uh, rose collection I believe it's It's one of the Kent Fringe Tiaras, but I believe it's owned by the Duke of Gloucester right now. It was redesigned, and I think... Yeah, I think it's in the Duke of Gloucester's collection now. But again, fact check me on that one. But there is an actual current piece by a member of the royal family in this exhibition. This... From what I have seen everywhere across the world, this jubilee is just... A wonderful way of bringing people together, people are celebrating, seeing the streets lined with so many people cheering and everybody cheering for the Queen and the other royals, it is reminiscent of the older newsreels when we would see them you know, out on the balcony and people cheering. And it was just nice to see, you know, that energy still existing. It's still it's still this vibe going on. But there we have it, the Jubilee in a nutshell. What has happened today, what will be happening. The next time we meet, we're going to be talking to someone who was there and was actually participating in the Jubilee. So we'll be able to get the insider perspective of what the Jubilee was like. And fun fact, why it's called Platinum Jubilee is that it's named after the anniversaries. There's the Platinum Anniversary, and if she were to make it to 80 years on the throne, her next jubilee would be the Oak Anniversary. So that's just a fun little tidbit that I've learned, but congratulations, Your Majesty. This is quite an achievement, and we're doing our best here at the podcast to participate and have our own little celebrations here. My sources for today's podcast are Mata fact on TikTok, the BBC, the Royal Collection and Historic Royal Palaces, the official social media for the Royal Family, the official website for the Royal Family, and CNN.com. If you made it this far, thank you for stopping by the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you would like to check out the official social media for the podcast, we have an official Twitter page at fanatic underscore royal on twitter we have a facebook page the british royal fanatic podcast and we have a blog british royal fanatic it's going to be linked in the show notes for today if you'd like to stay up to date and engage with the podcast even more head on over to all three subscribe like follow and tune in there as we keep expanding things here if you feel so inclined and would like to donate to the show there's a one-time paypal link linked on the main twitter page any and all donations are wonderfully appreciated and you get to recommend topics directly for future episodes want to recommend topics for future episodes let me know how i'm doing or just want to write to me privately you can drop a line over at the official podcast gmail which is british royal fan at gmail.com Head on over to wherever you're listening to write, review, subscribe, and share. The more you do so, the more people can interact, and the family can continue to grow, and we can continue to have collaborations and fun secret projects. Have a great rest of your day and a great Jubilee celebration. Stay safe and stay healthy, and I will see you in the next one.